Hi, my name is Melis Altuntaş and today I am going to talk about reflections on the natural history of reading. To read symbolic characters, each ancient reader's brain had to learn to connect several regions. Today's children must do the same. Around the world, young novice readers must learn how to connect all of the perceptual, cognitive, linguistic and motor systems required to read. These systems, in turn, rely on the use of earlier brain structures whose specialized regions must be adapted, put into service and exercised until they become second nature. This involves intentional learning and explicit teaching, all in a relatively short period of time, in the absence of any genetic transmission unit to reading. Despite the fact that it took our forefathers around 2,000 years to build an alphanumeric code, youngsters are routinely expected to crack it around 2,000 days, that is, by 6 or 7 years of age, or face the wrath of the entire educational system, teachers, principals, families and peers. These newly disinherited children will never feel the same about themselves if reading is not taught on society's timetable. They will have learned that they are different and no one will ever inform them that is maybe for a good cause, cause evolutionary speaking. We can begin to teach individual children once we identify the neuronal high-wire performance that the infant brain must perform in order to learn to read. Some youngsters require more assistance with one or more aspects of reading than others. We will be better able to teach all youngsters if we learn more about those parts. Our expanded knowledge about the development of reading has the potential to contribute to two all imp important goals, understanding the magnitude of the reading, brain's accomplishments and improving the opportunities for every individual child in the next generation to learn to read. Not in school, but in infancy, developmental shifts that mark the path to reading mastery begin. One of the best indicators of later reading is how much time a youngster spends listening to parents and other loved ones read. As they listen to stories, children gradually learn that the mysterious notations on the page make words, words make stories, stories teach us all manner of the things that make up the known universe. Their world of stories, words and magic letters is a microscope of the thousands of words, concepts and perceptions that go into the development of, of the young brain, redying itself to read. The more young children are engaged in conversation, the more they will acquire words and concepts. The more young children are, are read to, the more they will understand the language of books and increase their vocabulary, their knowledge of grammar and their awareness of the tiny but very important sounds inside words. The development of reading has two parts. First. The ideal acquisition of reading is based on the integration and synchronization of a vast array of phonological, semantic, syntactic, morphological, pragmatic, conceptual, social, affective, articulatory and motor systems, as well as their ability to become increasingly fluent in comprehension. Second, when reading skills improve, each of these abilities is facilitated even more. Knowing what's in a word can help you read it better, and reading a word can help you grasp it, its place in the larger scheme of things. 
This is a dy dynamic relationship between the brain's contribution to reading and the brain's cognitive capacity as a result of reading. Children's phonological systems aid in the development of an awareness of the sounds contained inside a word. This awareness aids in the learning of letter sound rules, and these rules aid in the learning of reading. Researchers have found that students 40 years ago would undoubtedly score better on SAT examination than today's students who appear to be significantly less capable of critical reading. There are many reasons behind the decline, some sociological, some political, some cognitive, and schools. Many pupils who have grown up with relatively easy internet access may lack the ability to think for themselves. Their vision is limited to what they can see and hear quickly and readily, and they have too little reason to think outside of our most advanced, technologically advanced boxes. These students aren't illiterate, but they may never develop into true reading experts. They may not have been challenged to use the apex of the fully developed reading brain. Time to think for themselves during the era of their reading development when crucial skills are guided, modeled, exercised, and refined. From infancy until full adulthood, everyone concerned in education of the young, Parents, teachers, researchers, policymakers must ensure that each component of the reading process is intelligently, carefully, explicitly prepared for or taught. We must do our best efforts to guarantee that our children's ability to evaluate, analyze, prioritize, and investigate what lies behind any kind of information is not harmed during their particularly susceptible transition to the level of fluent, comprehending reader. We must train our children to be bitextual or multitextual, able to read and analyze text in a variety of ways, with more careful emphasis on the inferential challenging components of any text at every stage of development. If we are to foster the processes that lead to fully developed expert reading in our citizens, we must make teaching children to reveal the invisible word that lies in the written words both explicit and part of a dialogue between learner and teacher. Thanks for listening.